0: Emotional weeks before? <laughs> two hands go back yes. there, right? Two hands, not one, ah. but two. Emotional weeks, can't turn them off, can you? You can't just turn the emotions off and think clearly. Emotions tend to want to dictate us and lead us, right? Um, through these hospital visits, I was in the hospital, not in it, myself. I was visiting my dad in the hospital. And uh, everything in the hospital goes real slow, unless you're in ER. <laughs> Everywhere else, it's slow motion. And it's difficult to see anybody in those positions, right? We all have loved ones that have been in the hospital before, and, uh, and that's something we have to do. It's all part of life, I guess. When, when we get older, we have those times. But, but what makes you think, doesn't it, when you see someone you love on a table, you see someone you love in the bed that's uh, getting care, that they can't do their normal thing, Has anybody see a progression in your life, you, you, you hang on to the Lord. And, and, and it seems like when things are going great and there's no, no, nothing going on around you, everybody's healthy, you, you tend to take advantage of those seasons, don't we? We just think, yeah, this is good. And, uh, and you forget how good the Lord is sometimes. You love Jesus, but it's, you, just, you just don't cling to him. But in moments when you need to cling to him, that's where he's the greatest father, you know, Our God is our father, and sometimes we forget that he is our dad. The Bible calls him the Abba father. He is our special connection. You know, he he is all in all, and sometimes we forget that unless we're in places of need. Unfortunately, even when I study God's word and I love him very much, I can forget about those times. But I do remember when I'm desperate. How about you? It isn't good, no one word when things get tough. Just remember this, Jesus. One, one word, one word. Allow your mind to be cleared to one word. Remember one word when things get difficult. Remember one word when you can't figure out what to do. Remember the name of Jesus. Why? Because Jesus has overcome. There, there's no debate here. There, we don't even have to dis- discuss that. See, if you know Jesus as Lord. You know Jesus as Savior. You know Jesus as the overcomer, the one who overcame death, the one who overcame sin. You see, there, there's we have to find ourselves, don't we? When, when we need to get things clear, and how many people can know that this thing could go on a race it can race, right, and times when things don't go your way or you see a loved one on the bed in the hospital. You know, this can start to race, and it can start going down a path of unsurety or even doubt that God is even in the room. And then, see, those emotions are dangerous because that's where the enemy starts to look. And he says, mm, there's emotion right there. That, that's something I can play with. Don't we know that? And no, Lord God, let me get my mind straight so I remember one word. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. See, that's when we establish our our worth, our being, our circumstance. It doesn't compare to that. So can we all just remember that one word? Scripture should be there, Strip, uh, scripture, the truth should come. But man, remember one word. It's all through the New Testament, right? Jesus. And I found that to be very, very satisfying. When I don't understand, when the doctors haven't come in yet, they haven't brought the reports. To have your, your father have a stroke, my wife and I were there. To see, to see a man just, and I looked at him and said, that's my father. And then I got angry. like You want to fight back. It's like, but Jesus, he conquered the grave. Death can't even hold him back. Where's your sting? You know, that's what we got to understand is Jesus. He brings clarity. Even when I don't understand when things are happening with my father and I want to I wanna fight, you know, this, this thing's trying to grab hold of him and take him, you know. Part of me that is loving him and the other part is fighting for him. We have to learn how to fight together. Fight against an enemy who, who loves to see us in fear. Loves to see us in confusion. Loves to see us in doubt. Not on this, not on this watch. That's why I love just one word. <laughs> one word. Give me clarity. And then the name of Jesus will do it. But I love that. So we're gonna talk about one part of victory. It's overcome. We're gonna go in one section of the word in 1 John. We're gonna learn how. What does it mean to overcome? What does it mean to overcome? When Jesus, the name of Jesus, is an overcome, he has overcame the grave, he has done all that he needed to do, he has completed the good work. What does it mean for you and me? The work has been completed, but I must what overcome wouldn't it be nice when you get saved in jesus name that he gives you the ability right now to overcome anything well, isn 't it nice to know that that 's there but it 's not just given to us we i 'm not see jesus is an over he overcame. I overcome things as they come towards me, you see he 's given me everything I need to overcome, but i 'm not instantly i 'm not instantly an overcomer, you see, but I have everything in me to overcome you see that 's what we have to understand. Jesus did it all, but I must overcome. so how many people believe that you can you can overcome, and everything that comes your way, not one thing can take you down. So let's go into this today. First John, let's go into in chapter 5, we'll go to verse 1. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the Father loves the child born of him. What does that mean? Whoever, whoever believes that Jesus, see here's the name, See, I, I, can, I, I can read the Bible, and I can see the name of Jesus in the Bible. I can believe even that the Bible says that he, that's the Son of God, but I have to believe. You see, there's a difference between a knowledge of Jesus. A lot of people that know the name of Jesus, and they use the name of Jesus, but not in context of the Bible's strength and power. See, so people swear in the name of Jesus of Jesus. And there's no power. Matter of fact, it brings dishonor to our Lord and Savior. But there's another way of believing in Jesus as the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. There's another way to know that when I call on the name of Jesus, I call on the very Son of God. You see, there's a difference when I address things in the name of Jesus. Do I know it Or do I really know he is the Christ, the anointed one sent by the Father to do the work, the finished work of salvation on earth? You see, that's what I'm going to move in. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is what? Born of God. So are you born again today? You were dead in sin, but now you have been born again. How do I know I'm born again? Because I believe in that name of Jesus. He is the anointed one. He is the Christ. He is the one who was sent by the Father. He is the one and only Son. He is it. All necessary for today. All the needs met. Everything through Him. See, that's what I know. I'm born again. How do we know? See, that's when you talk to people and you say, Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ? And if you do, do you walk according to knowing He is the Christ? Is there anything in your life that comes before you and you don't realize that Jesus has overcome that? Everything is overcome. Now you can be overcome just by the belief and faith that He is the Christ. You see, this is good. And he says, and whoever loves the Father. You see, you can't separate victory from love. You can't can't separate overcoming something in love. For God so loved the earth, the world, that he gave his only begotten son, right? That whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And whoever loves the Father, who knows the Father today? (laughs) You can't know the Father until you know the Son. You can't see the Father until you see the Son, and so here's the thing: do you love him, or is it just a hope that there is a God now here's the problem. I have the problem too. I was raised in a good family I had a good father, but my father didn't know didn't know Christ. you understand he knew of Jesus, he wanted the church but he didn't know the Christ. And here's the thing, we we weren't raised even though God God was a part of what we did, he wasn't the reason for what we did. He wasn't all in all. How many people know what I'm talking about? You see, you might have been raised in a family that there was, there was a belief. There was a church going. There was a there was structure. And you went to church. You went through the program. You got home. You felt better. But there was, no, there was no living anointed Christ in your life. There was nothing in my family that differed from anyone else on the block. You see, there's something special when mom and dad know Jesus. Know him. And there's something built in you. You don't can't describe it. You have a faith that starts to rise up in you. And no one can look down upon your youth when you have faith in Christ. You see? This is what I'm talking about. And there's a love that's involved. I love Jesus. I love the Father. You see, there's something that's been given to me. There's a Spirit of God that lives in me. Why? Because I love something I cannot see, that I can't fully understand. I love Him. I'm born again. You see, I love him. And so people describe, you know, your worship, you become the church and your worship is extravagant and people can't say, why is that person worship like that? Because he loves, he loves, she loves the Lord. There's a love that's been given. There's an agape love from the Father that's been given to you. And so you can't not hear the name of Jesus without praise on your lips. You can't hear about the Father who sent his son without praise elevating from you. You see? See, this is what happens to the heart of a born-again believer. You know Jesus, you're not born again. How do I know? I know you by your fruits. And the fruits are evident, there's, there's a worship. Listen to me. You can't have worship of the Lord. You can't raise him up. And we even had the word overcome when Jesus is overcome. You can't even say the words without a worship of your lips. There's, no, there's love that comes from you. So here's when you know you're born again. People may ask. Are you born again? And This whole thing about, well, well, it says in John that Jesus was speaking to Nicodemus about it, you know. And I don't know what that means. I don't even know what's going, you know. But we know this. There is a born-again experience that Jesus speaks about to Nicodemus. Is everybody's watch okay or phone okay here? <laughs> That's okay. We're going to be all right. We're going to find that little critter, right? But there's a love, right? So we know this when he speaks about Nicodemus, it, it, the whole thing about being born again, and everybody says, Well, that's kind of strange, you know? What's it mean to be born again? The spirit is dead and then becomes alive. And then the spirit of God enters a person and stays there. And there's something that happens. It's a good work. How many people believe it's a good work? It's a good work. Father never gives up on me, never once. Even when I'm emotional. Even when I don't understand, even when I get frustrated and say, God still loves me as a, as a father. As a father. I mean, a good father. See, my dad was a good dad. But there's a whole lot of difference between what my dad did in my life and what he did in my life. He's a good father. He does things right. He picks us up when we're, when we're falling down and you know what? It, it's different. And I wish my dad was more like that. How many people believe that they wish their family was more like that? But here's where we come into love. We love each other as a family. God adopts, the Father adopts us into something great. And how do we know, JD, that you're born again? You know how I know that? It's how you love. You can tell when you come into a church, if there's born again, how they love each other. You will know them as my disciples, as how they love one another. There's something that happens to a believer, a born again believer. There is a love that emanates from them. You can't explain it. But when you're together, you feel it. That's why I love church so much. I can't stay away. Because it's the love I need. I can't do this on my own. But with you, in my life, how do you put that in words? Born again, love of the Father. You can't separate victory and love. You can't separate overcoming and love. It's all together. We overcome and we love. The way we're supposed to. This is what I love about these verses. Here's this the fatherhood. Fatherhood, what does it mean? It's His. He shares His image, His provision, His protection, His favor, His love, and His teaching. This is the kind of father we all need. This is the kind of father we should have been raised up on. This is what He will be the perfect example of the Father. The Father, the perfect Father. And we need every one of those. He creates us in his own image. He, bo- he gives us born again experience to be what? Back into a spirit filled life, back in his image again. Isn't it awesome that he does that? Provision and protection, favor, love, and teaching. You can go on and on what the Father will do in your life. These are just a few that I thought of. Let's go to verse 2. By this we know that we are love the children of God, that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. And so here's the thing. How can I best love Jason? How can I best love you? You know the best way I can love him? Now, I can say all the right things. I can even give him a present. I can even tell you he's my boy. I can even slap show shoulder. I love you. And, and, and yet, here's how I can best love him is through God's commandments. That's the best way I can show my love to him is obey the commandments of the Lord. And what's it tell me to do? Well, there's times that I have to keep my brother accountable. Is that right? That's not. Well, we can say that's just confrontation. I don't want to go to someone and show them that they may be in the wrong. They may be in sin. How many people love that? They come to you and point something out. You know, you're in sin right now. (laughs) That felt good. I felt the love there. Thank you. How long you been watching me? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I, there's parts of this I don't really understand. That It says, well, if you really love one another, you would go to that person and show them what they speak truth, truth of God's word in love. There's a way that we can love each other, lift each other up. You know, if I'm corrected, I'm going to be better off. I'm going to love even more. You see, there's something about that. It's not something I would want to do. See, God's commandments lead us to love each other better. And so we have to follow those commandments, even when they don't seem right. Right? So here's the thing. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe his commandments. Get the commandments in you, not just the ten, all Jesus has said we should do. Here's, Here's something interesting. The Holy Spirit that taught you love is the same spirit that teaches you what? So if God is teaching us about his love, and I know oh, that is great. God loves me. I, I know that it's evident in my life. But you know what? The same God is, that teaches me his love, and I can feel it. He is also teaching me obedience. He's teaching me his commandments, and I have a choice whether I obey those things or I don't. See, obedience is always given to us. Love has to go with obedience. It comes together. So if we love one another, we have to obey his commandments. And then that's the real way of showing love. That's the way the father would do it, right? How many people know that the word of God says he loves us. He must also discipline us. He disciplines those he loves. You can't separate the two. So we're not going to walk around with a belt like my dad used to do with a belt. Anybody get the belt before? Mm, Not feeling good. Don't like it. But that's the way he disciplined us. He didn't discipline us because he wanted to. Discipline in me because I needed it. We need each other, don't we? We need the, the, we need the, the discipline of God's word in him. If we just show that with one another, we're going to be far better off. We can't ignore his obedience. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome. They're not hard to do. He doesn't make them hard. He doesn't make them weighty. He doesn't make them difficult to carry. His burden is light. His yoke is easy. We know that he and through his commandments are good for us. How many people say his commandments are good for us? So we need to walk in his family. We need to share those with one another. We need to do what he's asked us to do as a family. And here it says, "Forever is born of God overcomes the world. This is, you've got to get this scripture. Write it down. This is the key. It brings overcoming, victory and faith all in one. All in one verse. Three majors in Christian walk. Three majors in one verse. For whatever is born of God. Who's born of God? We said this before. Those who believe that Jesus is the Christ is born of the Father. So, those who are born of God, thank you Jesus for that. Overcomes overcomes the world. So, Who says, I believe Jesus is the Christ? If you could say that today, I believe, I believe without a shadow of a doubt, Jesus is the Christ. You have been born of God. Let me ask you something. If you could say that today, then can you overcome? Is there anything in your life you cannot? Does it say, well, unless, unless this comes up, you know, unless these issues come up, unless the emotion part of you takes over, it says, no. It says, God overcomes the world. It says, for whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Does that mean all? Who's facing something today? Let me see the hand. See, I'm facing something today right now. I don't understand. I, I'm facing something that's big. And I need to address this thing. Can you overcome? Yes or no? And all you have to do what? You need to be Born of God. It's all, all the that's all the requirements I see. Whoever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory. Does this get you? This just get you stoked up? Is it just me? If you guys, everybody, stand up. You've Got to do this. I, I don't want to, right now. Some of you are saying. Oh. Who had, a, who had a rough morning today and things aren't just there yet? You got your cup of coffee and it's not kicked in yet. Listen to me. This is important. This is the word. This is important. You, who wants to overcome today? Come on now. Let me see. Who, want, who wants to understand what victory is in your life? You see, you talk about victory. You can see Jesus was victorious on the cross. Who wants victory in their life? Okay, there's two. And who? It says here, Faith. Who walks by faith? Who in here knows that they had faith? Who walks in it today? You see, here's the verse you must get in you today. You understand what I'm saying? This is truth. It will set you free. Okay, now. I, I like one. You see, you feel it stirring up? I'm tired of the devil. I'm tired of his tactics. I'm tired of being overcome in my mind. I want victory in my life. I want to walk by faith in my life. I don't need anything here. You see, I don't need I need less of him and more of him. I need less of this guy here and more of him. You see, I want to walk by this. I want this truth so much in me that it will rise up with me when I'm out of bed. It will go with me to bed. It will, you know, everywhere I go, I want to walk in this. You see, this is where we got to be here. This is God's word. This can set you free. Now, I know victory is important. I know it is in your life. I'm tired of what the devil can do. I want you to be set free today. I want you to walk according to my faith, and I want things to happen. You see, this is what we need to know. We need to be stirred by it. This is God's word. And I don't know anybody here, if, if you don't want victory, you can sit down. You don't don't want to walk by faith. Go ahead and sit down. You, You don't want to overcome things in your life. Sit down. But see, there's a difference when you stand upon a solid rock, upon what Jesus has already established. He has overcome the world. And you can be an overcomer today. Listen, he could have said, he could have put the devil in the ground and kept him there, in the grave. He could have took him out. God can do anything. He could squash him like a bug and say, I'm done with you. Compared to the power of God, you see, but he didn't. He wants to see his church overcome. He wants to see you today walk by faith overcome. He doesn't want anybody pushed around. He didn't create than to destroy you see he created you and me to overcome he 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 gave you birth he reborn you he you are born of God not to sit but to stand in faith you may be seated if you don't want to overcome no I'm just kidding (laughs) Gary was still waiting There is a difference what God's word can do. And this is the difference between reading it and knowing it. You will walk today. Listen to me. You will walk today in faith. Faith to overcome. Faith in victory. Let's read this together. For whoever, whoever, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory. And I've heard people say this. I fight for victory or from victory. Let's just not confused here. Don't get confused. If I'm fighting for victory or from victory, then just don't play with words. Do this. What, is the words, what does God's word say specifically? It says, whoever is born again, if you're born again today, if you're born of God, you overcome. Period. And it says the world. That means I have to do it daily, don't I? I'm not just done. Tomorrow I will face the world. Tonight I will face the world. I go to the Canfield Fair, I will face the world. It will not leave me. And the darkness of it, the devil in it, and all his demons in it, all of that work against you to bring you down will not just leave. The victory wasn't to take that away. The victory was for you to overcome it. You see, he could have taken it all away easily, come off the cross and say it's done. No more. But that's coming in a thousand years. It's coming. But here's the difference. He says, no, I'll let that go. I'll let that go. I'll let that rise up. Thorns along with the plant will rise up together. I won't separate it. But here's the we can overcome today. I love this. Amplified version says, for anyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. That's daily, every single moment. And this is the victory that is what has conquered and overcome the world. Our continually persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. That's what the Amplified says. Get this in your spirit. Next time something tries to knock on your door, it says, hey, I'm your adversary. Hmm, I'm here to knock on your door. To see if I can mess you up. You say, not on my day. Because I was born of God. I was born of God. I know because I love I love him. I love the people around me. I know I'm part of this thing. And guess what? If I'm born of God, I have overcome. I'm overcome this. So, you guys feel it? You guys feel this? It should be in your spirit right now, in your heart. Oh, yeah. it says in John 16, 33, in the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Jesus says it, right? Who overcame the world? What words you always should have? See, that that's an important word, isn't it? Jesus overcame it. He said it. He's overcome it. No matter he says, what, he says you're not going to have any tribulation. Do he say you're not going to have any trials, tribulations, any of those things in your life? I saved you, now you're going to be calm and collect. No, he doesn't say that at all. He says, in the world, you will have, you will have in the world. Who's going to face the world today? As soon as you walk out of this church, the world's going to be there waiting for you. As soon as you walk out these doors, it's going to sit there and say, huh, I see you coming. And look, in the world, you have tribulation. You're going to have tribulation today. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer in Christ Jesus. And so I have overcome the world. Jesus Is that good words. So what name should you call on? What does it mean, take courage? What do you guys think take courage means? Some has, one, a couple translations, good cheer. What do you think that means? What does it mean to take courage? When we stood together, did you feel something? What does it mean to take courage? Can you, can you fabricate that all of a sudden? You say, "I'm going, no, I'm going to come again. Is it me or is it the Lord in me? Is it spirit in me? So what does it really mean? I did a little research. What does it mean to take courage? Let's let's look at this. Four things came up. Take courage. Showing unflinching and bold courage in living out the inner confidence. I like that. God bolstering the believer, empowering them with a bold inner attitude. Lord infusing his strength by his inner working faith. See, I've had doubts before, not doubt, never doubted God, I've doubted me. I've had these times in my life where I've doubted me. How many people know you felt it too? There's times that you never doubted God, you've always had this great relationship, you've always known he was close, but you yourself felt you couldn't do it. Or I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy enough. Tell me, let's be real here. This is when you got to understand something. And those times, those emotional, those times that that Satan has gripped you or pulled you down or, or done something in your mind. Your mind just went south. And I need to bring it back. I need to get real here. I need his infusing power. I need his empowerment over me. I need him to take control. What must my mind do? What must I do at that moment? What must I do? What do you think? Tell me when your mind is going off and you feel that God's distant what must you do based on today's study give me some call on his name what else pray what is prayer someone said prayer prayer's good which how should you pray here here here's just a moment here prayer how many people believe praying's good it's just talking to the father it's good right how should I pray? What should we do? What, what was it telling here? Take courage, right? In your tribulation, your times, take courage. How do I, do I, God give me courage? Should I do it that way? Or should, should I just know? Should, how should I approach prayer? I think prayer is an excellent thing. I pray, call on the name of Jesus. If I'm calling on his name, man, i not praying? Jesus, help me. Isn't that, aren't I talking to him? So prayer is, is evident. I'm going to talk to the Father. When I get a place that I doubt myself, I'm going to take him, I'm going to bring him into the conversation. But how do I do that? How should I do that? Should I say, let me give you an example? There's disciples in a boat. Jesus is sleeping in the bow of the boat. This just came to my mind. Sleeping in the bow of the boat. And all of a sudden there's a storm. Oh, we're going to perish here, aren't we? Do, doesn't, doesn't he care? Doesn't Jesus care that we're going to perish? And it says in this awesome part of the gospel, it says that Jesus was sleeping in the bow of the boat. I mean, I don't care. And so the disciples go down, and what they do? They woke him up. He says, Jesus, don't don't you care that we're going to perish? Don't you know we're going under the waters coming over the boat? And these are fishermen, so they've seen some big storms before. What happened? What did Jesus say? Where is your... So, they didn't have the faith to believe. So what should have happened? Jesus should have kept sleeping. And they should have died faith, head this thing off. So what are you going to do? How are you going to pray? Jesus, I want you to wake up. And take care of this for me. Would that be lack of faith? Wouldn't it? So my prayers should never be waking him up. You see, there's a way to pray when you face conflict or you face tribulation. There's times in your life he said you're going to have them when you leave the building here. You're going to have them right now. So when you face those things, don't find yourself begging for me to do it. Because Jesus will say the same thing to you and he did his disciples. Where is your faith? So why faith? I don't know about you. There's something about taking courage. There's something about letting faith rise up in me. If I know God's word is true, then I'm going to rise up because it says so. And you guys know one of my favorite verses. Greater is he. That's in me. You see, there's a way to rise up. How do you do that? In prayer, it's okay to say the word. God, let me say, I love you, Lord, I'm going to pull you in this situation, but I know your word says this. I am more than a conqueror. You see, there's ways to pray and then find yourself what? Taking courage. Take those things that you know will help you. You know, it's not you begging for him to wake up. I'm perishing. Don't you care? I'm perishing. Jesus says, "Mm mm-hmm, where is your faith. So what should we do? How many people? Let me see the hands of those. I I ask this all. I want hands going up. Who has faith today? From your born again experience, God made you new. In this renewing of your mind, you can raise your hand. Who has faith? Now, here's the question. Can you walk in it? When you go to the Father and you start to pray, you don't pray thinking, oh, Lord, where are you? Don't you know that there's a monster here? Don't you know there's a goblin over here? (laughs) Whatever it is, you don't pray. He knows all things. What he wants you to do is start to rise up, take courage, and get the thing done. You're an overcomer. How many people are an overcomer today? How many people live in the victory today? You see, there's a huge difference between knowing it and faith by doing it.